another episode of Wrestling with Sports, the only podcast with two Major League Baseball All-Stars, Dimitri Young, who is here today, Jason Kendall, who is here today, one four-time Stanley Cup winner, Darren McCarty, who's not here today. We are here to record a podcast. We got the band back together. Happy birthday, Dimitri Young. And by the way, how's it feel to be born on the same weekend? 30 years ago, I guess today, Chris Jericho started his career. Oh, it's absolutely beautiful. And if anybody watched AEW like I did, that was absolutely a phenomenal show. Having all okay, those time out. Fans. Is Dimitri's birthday Sunday or is it today? Sunday. Sunday. Okay, well, happy birthday on Sunday, D. <laughs> we're going to... We're gonna. Hold on. No, we're talking about Chris Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't care about my 47th birthday. What, I was talking to kid today. What, what's 47? I mean, that's a... It's bad it's a number, number, right? It's not even... Yeah. It's no, I, I, I'm right there with you. But I was talking about Chris Jericho. That was a great show. It was. Hey, see, but why do you have your mask on right now, like, when you're in your house? He's, he's social oh, well, distancing I'm, I'm showing people show. I'm social distancing even from my family. Yeah, but th- this is not like a... Uh, um, but you see how TV. I'm coordinating? I'm coordinating. He's no, you, you look so really good, and I love the... the yeah, the, that's what I'm showing. I'm coordinating. But, D, this is not going out yeah. to where people can see. Only us three can see. Dennis, take a picture so someone can see. <laughs> yeah, and then post it. Seriously. I am. I am. I'm pulling out the phone. That was we were recording. No, you got now. You got to put it back on. Yeah, put it back on. I want to take a picture too. <laughs> if we're well, now you got to say something so you can get bigger on my screen. <laughs> you... Oh, what are you talking about? Oh, I'm showing. Yeah, up baby. Yeah, man. Uh huh. That's what I'm talking about. So, so first of all. Welcome back, Dimitri. We missed you. We are glad to have you back. It is, as we said, you know, on past podcasts, when we kind of explain what you're doing, uh, and you're here now to also explain, you you have a lot of responsibilities with the team, but you're not leaving the podcast. You just kind of pop in from time to time until your routine gets to where we can figure out a night to record with you. Pretty much turned into the Rock and John Cena is becoming a part-timer. And I saw the I saw the uh, post this morning, you know, y'all doing the show, and and sometimes young. What was it? Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and sometimes young. Uh huh. <laughs> I saw that, that was actually really funny. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but I was like, hold on, I'm not Brett Boone now. I'm not Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, we are glad to have you back. And, you know, you're doing. We want to update. How's how's being a head coach? You know what? It is actually fun. Uh, we're at phase one out here in Southern California means that we can do conditioning, but we have to have pods or groups of 14 and they have to be separated from each other. Six feet, um, at least six feet. I have them about eight feet apart because what happens in baseball and Jason, you know, what do baseball players do? They love to chat with each other. And then when they're doing something, they're running and stuff. Then they congregate together and they start breathing. <sighs> So I told them they have to practice social distancing like they practice everything else. And you know what the cool thing is, Jason? What you got? It's, it's, it's changing the culture. Yes. That is the, that's the one thing that I stress so hard about. I said, we're working hard now. So when the season begins, you know, we are just going to coast into it and we're ready to kick some tail. I said, my goal 
for you guys is to win CIF. I said that's a lofty goal, but I always think big. I don't <laughs> think small potatoes like, hey, let's win league. No, we're gonna win league. That's already taken care of. We're going to the top. And we start you're, you're now. Right. And I told him I hated running myself, but if you don't have your legs and your lungs, you're gonna suck. You're done. You're done. And the fact that you can you're so limited out there right now is in the fact that they have you as their leader. Wow. I cannot wait to hear and watch what that team does because there's not a Demetri Young coaching out there at all that who's been there, done that, um, had to work, had to battle, scuffled, was great, was bad, was mediocre, was whatever. There's not that out there in high school that mostly people that are coaching high school have never done it. So the fact that you can do this in the time where this COVID thing has just screwed up everything and get these boys ready. When you start your, or when you have your first game, you guys are going to roll and these kids are going to be tougher, not just on the field, but just in life. They're going to be better men because of you. So dude, listen, we know you're not going anywhere. We've missed the heck out of you, but we are actually so proud of you. And, I cannot wait. I just don't want a hat. I want a hat. I cannot oh, wait to have to go out and win CIF. Oh, man. You know, changing the culture, because the coach that they had last year or for the previous seven years, you know, he, he, he wasn't really a baseball guy, per se. He was collecting a check. Trying, I, D, I get it. You are trying to be the, the politically correct guy because you have to now, in all honesty. But I will mm-hmm. always be that guy who is not politically correct. I'll promise you. And the dude last year was an absolute tool. You don't have to say it. I'll say it. I don't even know who he is. And the fact that he is gone and you are in, I cannot wait to watch that team just go, just go off. Go to sky's the limit, and I love it because you're leading them. Let me. Ask- hey, you you want to you want to hear something real quick? Yes. Well, part of that culture change, there was a couple of seniors. You know, they want to have senioritis. And one of my coaches is uh, John McMullen. His dad used to play in the big leagues, and he's one of my best friends. We coached together, and we played together in high school. So one uh, a couple of the kids, you know, they, they're not really running and hustling. And, and so I was like, okay, I'll fix that one real quick. So I was like, um, I go, so you guys um, – want to be lazy out here. I said, that's not going to fly here. I said, first and foremost, with all these colleges that, yeah, they're calling me. They're calling me because they're like, ooh, Demetri Young, former big league. I wonder what, what he's going to do with that program. Mm-hmm. And so if someone's interested in you and you're being, and you're being lazy and half-assing everything, I'm going to tell the coaches what you show me. I'm not going to waste a bullet on you. I don't know you to, to – the be like, okay, yeah, this guy is good. And 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 Lord and behold, they, that kid that was being lazy, Pepperdine asked about. You remember Danny Worth with the Tigers? Yes. Was, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep. He's an he's assistant head coach, coach over there, right? He's an assistant. But um, he he um, texted me the other day and, and um, was asking about that certain pitcher. And before I before I said anything bad about it, because I hadn't seen him really work, I just saw him kind of, you know, half-assing it. Half-assing it, yeah. I, but I didn't I didn't say that to him because I don't want to, you know, right off the bat. Now, if he shows me this by the time season's getting ready to start, I'm going to say, yeah, he's a lazy fat ass. And you can take your chances on him, but I know what you're looking for over there at Pepperdine. 
and you're not looking for lazy at Pepperdine. And so I, the, I, that is so awesome that you just said that because listen, Southern California is a baseball hotspot. We, we both know it. Yeah. You're Florida and Texas because you can play year round. And the fact that you are teaching these kids that, and I'm going through it kind of with my son right now and I'm in Kansas, but obviously I know how to, um, we just went to Florida and that, uh, how was and, you know, that? it was good. It was, it was good stuff. Uh, he did great. The ended up going like, it's funny because once you start seeing the velocity, once you start seeing the, the breaking ball for a strike, it's a different game at this age. And we were better than all the teams we uh, played against position by position. But so the, some of these kids just haven't seen that slider that is, or the 92, 91, 92, 93, that, you know, obviously – but it was, it's just like a great, great learning lesson. But the fact that you are running that team, the fact that you have done what you've done, I mean, you don't even have to say what your resume is to these kids. All they uh, gotta, yes, you do. Well, <laughs> they don't tell them to go, go do they, what you do. Yeah, say, I, I, go, I said, go Google I, I me. I said, Google me. I'm Googleable. Yep. You're Googleable. I love that. I'm Googleable. Go Google me. Because I'm going to tell you what, once they see it, that's the one thing with these kids today is they just do not know. Like, oh, oh, wow. Then they look, whoa. Then they Google you. And it's it's a like, wow, he did do this. He is a bad mofo. And uh, I get it. So with that kid, Pepperdine, if Pepperdine comes calling you, which obviously they did to this kid, go out and tell him. Yeah, you know what? I got to call Pepperdine, but – I didn't say anything. I just kind of. Uh, oh, me. he didn't. He, oh, he didn't show up on um, because um, when we do um, the conditioning is not mandatory, but most of the kids show up anyway, except for the ones that are playing football. Obviously, they're going to be doing yeah. football, but um, yeah. So I was waiting. I, the guy, I was going to either tell the I was going to tell my assistant John to tell him because John he's in John's group, and John is usually the one that uh kind of say something about it. But, but I told him, I said, I think I got this one right here. I'm just going to show it to him on the phone. Like, uh, I would just, so you want to be lazy? You, you, you don't have you to want? show phone or nothing. Say, you know what? Pepperdine called me, but I don't know what to say yet. I'll call him back when I can. Hmm. You better Your work ethic better be that much better. But now, getting sneaky and everything, what's Delman doing right now? He's actually getting in the shape. I mean, well, he's been in shape. He Is he still right out, out there? Hey, Delman, here's yeah, the deal. Why don't you take some of my boys <laughs> out on the you field, know, throw them hey, some DP? He ain't a coach. You know what? Dell's not that kind of – he's not a user-friendly guy. If Big Brother says so, he might be. Well, let me – No. Let me ask no, you Del, this. Dell's on another planet. Let me, let, me, let me ask you this question. Earlier in the conversation, we were talking about COVID and uh, – have you found – let's take away the real-world depressing part of COVID. As a coach, has it bought you time to figure things out, to really look, or has COVID and slowing everything down hampered your progress with the program? Actually, right now, because COVID is just so – I mean, it's messed up everything because football – they're doing their conditioning and they're not in pads or anything. I, I want to say they're going to begin in January. And um, with baseball, normally we'll be doing fall baseball right now, but 
the main thing right now, since we can do something, is I get to meet these kids, I get to talk to them, I get to know them, learn their personalities. But I, and, and then when watching them run, you can see the ones that are athletic and you can see the ones that, oh, well. It's so true. Just by oh, watching man. them run. Yeah, it's like I got I got to get the scissors out on this one. And mm. Jason, you know what the scissors are. Time to cut. Yep. And it, it's, re- it's really true. And, and the people that know baseball, um, you know, from your scouts to the, the coaches, whatever, that really, really know baseball. You, you can tell by the way someone runs. And that's what you're saying, Dennis, is the way he swings the bat, the way – it's very, very easy. You know, he's got a chance. He's going to help out. Or, I mean, it's – once again, we were talking about black and white last night about how I'm black and white. Like, I either say it how it is or whatever. It's the same thing with baseball. He, okay, you know what? Boom, he gone. Or, you know what? He got a chance. And I can do something with him to get him better and – hopefully take them to another level or help this, the, the school out. And you know what? I have a freshman. He's 6'4", 225, lefty throws in the upper 80s and plays first base too. Like, I have him with the other freshman, doesn't even look right. Mm. All the freshmen about like, yeah, right here, and then he's off the screen tall. All right, he, dude. And he has a mature body. Oh, you already know he's going to be with me. I was going to say, who do you have at first base right now? As as uh, or do you have any left-handed pitchers? But who do you have at first base right now? Senior, junior? I don't know anybody, so it's going to be the freshman. I'm going to. I would put him in the senior group right now because I'm going to tell you what. What it's going to do is going to make your juniors and seniors that. Oh, wait, wait a minute! I've been here. Oh, I get to do that um, when we um, start doing um, use of equipment. Gotcha. You know what to do. I'm just I'm talking because I'm so fired up for you, because we know the same thing. And I'm just like, let him. Uh, oh, it, it, it was funny because um, a couple of the coach because they say he's a hothead. You know, he beats. I was like, oh, okay, what, what, what guy does? Yeah, yeah, he he wants it. That's passion. Mm-hmm. And it's all about learning how to control that passion. And he's not going to do that with the freshman coach. That I mean, hey, he's cool and all, but no. Or the JV coach, no. He's going to take his bumps his and bruises up with me. Yep. And make these men or these boys become men and make and, them better. And that same kid already got offered a full ride. Ooh, to where? Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say uh, it I got you, expose this to I mean, we'll say it offline, but. No, and, and, and that's very cool because, you know what, the out of the 37 people, 38, is it 38 now, Dennis, that listen? 42. 42. We got 42 now. Right, no, definitely. Yes. There might be that might be one of them. And I think some of them were D-Max uh, buddies that roll the stuff. <laughs> oh, hey, you know what, guys? I I know we make jokes, but guess what? Oh, what? What? D-Mac, we were just talking about you. Coach Huck, what's up? Everybody don't appreciate my privacy. Everybody got to show up at the same time. Don't respect the fact. And I said, get the fuck out of here. Sorry for swearing, Jay. But uh, Coach Huck is going to be on. We miss him. How you doing, bro? How's everything? Oh, man. Got a little break in the action before I have more lessons a little bit later. So, yeah. Well, yeah, bro. 
Well, now that we got the four horsemen together, we... yeah, I'm, I, I'm so happy that D Mac just got out because I was just kind of bad mouthing you. <laughs> what did I bad. say? I can't even remember. But <laughs> well, um, I, hey, I don't know, Jay, but I'll be able to figure. But it was it, out it was all out of love. Through it, I appreciate it, bro. No, it, it was something about I don't even know what the hell it was. We, we were making um, fun of uh, how little listeners we have. Wink, wink. Nudge, oh, nudge. that's right. The, the the five extra people that we have are somebody that rolls D Max stuff for them. Because <laughs> well, no, which is not making fun of you. He just says he doesn't listen to that shit. <laughs> there's forty two. There's forty two more. Li- we have forty two, and we were telling D, uh, D that we have forty two listeners now. But now anyhow, he said, okay. He said, Jay. He said, my my, my guy Blunt said that if if you smoked and Dennis smoked, then you'd be as cool as Dimitri and I, and then he might listen to the podcast. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> well, so if I did, would we get more listeners? So we would be up to like what forty nine. Yes. I did. Yes. No, I... 420. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay, so now, the four horsemen are back. I love it. Okay, so I'm just going to open up this thing because I don't have much longer, and I love the fact that we're all here. And D, it's so good yeah. to see you. Let's talk some right. I love Charlie. what Speaking Randy Orton's thing is right now. That's all I got to say. And I know this has nothing to do with, with any other – uh, I, uh, um, I love where Randy Orton's at right now because he can play a bad guy. D, I'm not even. I'm not talking about anything else, but Randy Orton right now. You can talk about whatever you want to. AEW. I don't care. I just love where Randy Orton's at right now because he just beat up Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm into the hurt business. I'm in. I'm in with them. I love I love that music too. Ooh. Yeah. You know, I wish I wish the hurt business was a little bit more radical. Uh, you know, the original planes where they were supposed to be the nation of domination, which I guess in reality in today's climate, I don't know. Uh, me being me being a I'll, I'll just say it, me being a white guy and kind of out of touch with with the wrestling culture girls girls that 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 too uh i i personally think that's what wrestling needs right now you put you you to get a girl no i i'm trying to be serious (laughs) dimitri no what what i think wrestling needs now is they need a strong black champion and they need a a stable, which I think the last time we saw one was the Nation of Domination, which really I, I loved back in the day. I think right now, especially in the WWE, which we've talked about many times, where they've what not- What the hell are you talking about? I just said I liked Randy Orton and the, the thing. I didn't talk about Impact or any other. I just said I like where Randy Orton's going, and you're talking about, he, well, we need a black champion. D- Dimitri like, what are you talking up, about? Dimitri what are you talking about? He's answering to what Dimitri said about he's into the hurt business. Yes. We both agreed that and Orton's thing. Dennis was right on it there. I only agree I know he, Dennis is never right Who's, on Who's the white guy you would throw in there? No, no, I'm not saying they need a white guy. I'm just saying with right now, what they need is to make this the main stage. Dimitri might not come back if we continue to. Well, let me let me make my point. Awful, hang on, awful show. No, no, hang on. Let me make my point. And why would you interrupt? Then why did you interrupt Dennis when oh, we were talking about geez, the hurt business? I got. Geez, wait, wait, hang on. Here, here's the thing. The WWE WWF has had a horrible history 
of of not promoting African American wrestlers. Right now, in today's culture and climate, with the hurt with, with the hurt business, they have a chance to. I wouldn't say right or wrong, but steer the ship in a different direction, and that's where I was going with that, Dimitri. I I agree with you because when you look at all the black wrestlers in WWE, you got the fun loving New Day, then you have Apollo Cruz, then you got the jokester and our truth, and. I like the brothers in the business suit because what it represents is intelligent black businessmen that can whoop ass. And that hadn't been seen before. Brothers coming in in suits. I'm not talking about Moose or anything like that in Impact, but in WWE, you have MVP, which is an intelligent mouthpiece in itself. Then you have Shelton Benjamin, the wrestling genius. Then you have Bobby Lashley, the badass. And then you had an up-and-coming... Cedric Alexander is a nice mixture of brothers. When they coming out in those suits, man, that's like that remind me of when I play, you know, you get all suited and booted and you just feel like you're on top of the world. But like you said, Dennis, it would be nice for them to put that world belt just it, briefly on Bobby Lashley. Why has it? I think that, no, no, that that's that's the problem that, that lies right there. All I know is my favorite, favorite thing that's going on in WWE right now. Randy Orton. This, this tops Randy Orton is R-Truth in his 24-hour belt. Dude, I get the biggest kick out of it. And I'm going to tell you what, last night in the dumpster, or maybe three days ago, Monday Night Raw, when he got pinned and then he pinned the other guy, I don't even know who the hell it was. And he won it for the 46th time. I actually sat there and I, I – Got the biggest kick out of that. D-Mac, you were going to say something? No, no, I, I said Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak. No, and I was going to say, you're right. Uh, the one thing is what they've done, Dimitri, and it sounds like you see it the way I do with the Hurt Business. They've shown them some respect and allowing them to, to show all the different angles because the one thing about the storyline Right now, it makes more sense. It they and and I like. I was like, what are they doing on Cedric Alexander? Because you know that was sort of Apollo, but he's he. They're giving him an opportunity to ride, and he could sort of when they want to turn it to have who's going to be the baby face on there. Right again, it makes sense. So the storyline seemed to give them a little bit more juice, and I agree. It's time. Like I could see. Uh, Lashley winning the championship and you know whatever else it's it, I agree with all you guys I agree with you Jay the Randy Orton with the way that it's all going and it's bleeding and the guys are coming back I love I love it it's it's you get to see his his ring skills and everything like that as far as his mouth right so that you know feels real to me so I, I like the direction definitely all of the you know the WWE sort of taken lately I you just, know, especially the Bailey stuff, the the girls, Sasha Bailey, that stuff's intriguing. So, I mean, I'm locked in. I just, Listen, I, I've been kind of out of uh, out of the loop for the last two weeks, and we've all ha- have a bunch of stuff going on. But um, it, it has WWE just completely – I haven't watched Impact. I, I haven't watched – because I haven't had time, nor has – I don't – I mean, I know Dimitri hasn't. But has WWE just like when – things are getting like right there, right there. And then like, boom, they just take off and, and, and drop some stuff on you that, or is it just the, the lack of me not being able to watch other shows? 
I'll, I'll start this off. I think AEW, as good as it is, it's gotten stale. I think it... I'm worried that we've seen AEW hit the peak. And wherever it is right now, this is what we're going to get for good from AEW. I worry about that. Impact will always be Impact, which will be the little brother. And it's not a slap in their face. They're working with a third of the funds AEW and WWE are. We've accepted it. They've done so much with so little and they continue to do it. But I, I think no matter how bad WWE is, it will always be the top dog. They could come out every week and just poop in the middle of the ring, and it will still be the WWE, WWF. I wouldn't disagree with that. Because, <clears throat> it's all I mean, WWE has been around most people's lifetime. It's a and, habit. And, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to take its ups and downs and – and currently, it's a lot better. I, I love Hill Roman Reigns, the Tribal oh. Chief, the head of the table. We need to oh, talk I about love that. that. I, I, I you love know what, that. You know what WWE or WWF, whatever you want to say, it has always been good at, right? Just like the the Thunder, like they they have the money, right? They're like the NFL. They have the money, and the, and then they are really good at when they hit on something they capitalize on it like like they know when it worked you know what i'm saying and i think lately they they haven't done the gimmicky stuff as much with some of the great talent they've developed these storylines out to to go a long ways and and now they're developing these tentacles that that are making you think, well, it could go this way, or who's gonna fight, you know, next and stuff. D Mac, we gotta get you to be a writer for WWE because you love the storylines. And it's like me saying, um, uh, what do I say? What did I, whatever, you always I interrupt all the time. Huh? I interrupt all the time. That's what you always say. I interrupt all the time, or whatever. I say something all the time, and I can't remember what it was, but. I'm going to tell you what, D-Mac would be the best. If Freddie Prince Jr. can go and write for WWE, D-Mac would crush him. We need Because he loves the storylines, and I'll be honest with you, I've started getting into the storylines more and more and more because of D-Mac. So we're going to all get our contacts up and see if D-Mac could be a writer, and maybe we can go backstage and have a beer with him or something like that. Here's, or, I love it. Here's a great question. The, Jason and I did a Q&A while you both were gone. And it's a question that I wanted to, I guess, recycle into this show and ask Dimitri and DMAC was, it was somewhere along the lines of with the revitalization of Roman Reigns with the Hill turn and how the crowd used to boom and now everybody's kind of on board with this Hill Roman Reigns. Does it make you wish you saw John Cena turn Hill at some point? And I thought that was a great question. And I'm going to throw it to you two guys since I know what you know Jason's going to say already. I want to hear D-Mac first. I'm, I, I, don't, I don't think so because I think John Cena had his, you know, thugonomics or, you know, like different ways that was his way to give to – it's like it's like the WWE was the parent and he was the favorite child and he would press the issue, but he wasn't going to do, you know, he might get caught cheating on his homework, but he ain't going to be breaking into the, <laughs> the school to change his grade. You know what I'm saying? So John Cena worked. Roman Reigns needed it. John Cena, they never had to go this, that way because he could always carry that momentum. You know, you were finding the divide. Now it's sort of the understanding of, of Roman because he needs it more than Cena. I think it, Shows you, in my opinion, that's why you know how you always get the Jordan LeBron 
argument or whatever like this, but that's that's why clearly Roman Reigns isn't to the level. You know what I'm saying? In my opinion, it, it, it's just slightly underneath John Cena's level. They're both top performers, but that proves to me you don't have to mix up the storyline or mix up the character, right? You know, it's 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 more so they're trying to Roman Reigns. You know, like the rock, like like the rock. You know, you love, you love, you, you hate the rock. You love the rock. You know, you but he's one of your favorites. You're intrigued just to see that eyebrow and to do, every week to do the people's elbow and throw the elbow pad and shit like that. Like that's what I'm saying. They're trying to make the storyline better. I think he needed it, and Cena didn't. That's why they didn't have to do it with Cena. I don't think it would have worked with Cena because he's like was too positive. You know what I mean for the kids and stuff. What about you, Dimitri? Well, I, well, I, I saw John Cena as a heel when he was a doctor at Thugonomics, and let me tell you, that really made him into something, and then it made him the best babyface, perhaps of all time. And you know, there were times up to this point where you would look to see if he was going to make some sort of heel turn, but they always had like the Nexus; they had them as the heel because they tore up everything, and that was kind of sad that the Nexus didn't really blow up to be something huge, which they should have done. Um, you had the summer of CM Punk with John Cena and then the numerous feuds that John Cena was in. He was always that. And for some reason, I don't know why he was put as an underdog because he was ripped to shreds, strong as God knows what. But like D-Max said, he was always positive with the kids and wearing the Fruity Pebbles colors and all that. But yeah. he was right. The, the Roman Reigns band. needed it. Yeah. yeah, Roman Reigns did need it because the year before he won the Royal Rumble, um, that was when they booed um, Bautista out of there when they thought that Roman Reigns should have won it that year. So it's funny how in a year's time when they was all over Roman Reigns to be the winner to all of a sudden you're getting force-fed Roman Reigns down your throat. And, and it wasn't like he was saying his own lines either. He was – Sucker and succotash and stuff like that coming out of his mouth. Right. I like him now with Paul Heyman because now you have a, a solidified bad guy for a manager, and then he's sitting there with a stoic face talking about the tribal chief, the head of the table. And I mean, it's good stuff. I'm looking forward to seeing how much more is going to be put into it. How good is that, though? How good is Paul Heyman when he, he has your full attention and the way he enunciates your tribal oh. chief? And, and, yes, and then, but, but have you ever seen Roman Reigns um, own the mic as he does? Because it's a great tag. They're a great tag team, I think, because when Roman Reigns speaks now, it's very powerful more than you know, even before. Didn't, does it, do you guys feel that way too? Yeah, like I like, I like how he talks to Paulie Heyman. I like how he talks to Paulie. Like, hey, I don't want you to say it. I want him to say it. Yeah. Right, right, right. And I was like, yes. Okay, so let me let me take this to a, the next level that you guys were. It was just Dennis and I talking about retribution, which I can't stand. Yeah. But what Dennis and I were talking about on our last uh, show was what if you had a John Cena? And this is where this whole thing came from. You know, be, retribution is the worst thing I've ever seen, without a doubt, on WWE. But if you had like a, a, a John Cena or, or you have to have a big name, and I think it would be a great story. 
if you had a big name lean, and then but you also have to have like the other ones. But but but, but you I, know what? You when you bringing up retribution with the hurt business and uh, what Ali did, that was sick. That was sick because Ali was supposed to be the chosen one, not Kofi Kingston, and he kind of got pushed aside and to the back. And then when he came back, he hanging out with Ricochet and and Apollo Cruz, and and then when he made that turn, I was like. That's kind of good. I kind of yeah, like Ali was... in that spot. Okay, but I as do, a fan, who would you I, rather I be the head of Ret- – because I, I, I truly – this is my opinion – believe there should be just one person who speaks. Would, would you rather have Ali or would you have – okay, I'll take Roman Reigns out of it. Would you have rather have a CM Punk? And I'm just totally throwing names out. As the head of it, how much better would that be? See, here's the thing, Jason. I like Ali, though. But here's the thing. I, I want to jump in, and I think Ali, I think the retribution Ali thing Love Ali. could have could have been great if it was done sooner. And some of the things were I'm, beyond one hundred, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, Dennis. Bigger yeah, names early, but the the, the the retribution they ruined it because they didn't. If they would have quick boom boom, CM Punk comes out or some that makes sense. You know, they capitalized on it. They got the big hurt business taking them down, whatever put, like that. Say, they missed on it. But we're talking about CM Punk. It. Just say, I, I, put CM Punk and put one of those little, uh, 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 where his voice sounds different. But CJ, You can't see him. And then, you know, maybe WrestleMania or somebody comes out and he's the, I mean, storyline-wise, the DMAC got me going on the storyline stuff. So, and I'm not saying CM Punk. I'm just saying, like, Somebody right. as big as Seed Punk. But they and have the what do they call the thing where you, you talk the, and it makes your voice sound different? Distorter voice the distorter. The, the that's what you need to do. That, that's that's oh, what they should have done and just blown it up. But you could have whoever you want to behind them, but let him talk. They go beat everybody up, and then I don't know, three, four, five months down the road, when WrestleMania comes or whatever it may be, let him take his hat off and be like. I run this. But here's, That's what I'm trying to say. But here's the thing. There was a point what were a year ago, maybe a little bit farther, where Ali was super hot. Where they, they had him Agreed. built up. And and they let him go. And, and he kind of fell back down to the bottom, which is all right. But they did it once. If, if I was WWE and I was in putting Ali in this position, I would have built him up. I would have put him in a prominent position as a face where it would have been a shock that it was him as the leader of retribution. Instead, he's kind of doing nothing. They overdo retribution so much that nobody cares about him. And then they do this big reveal. Like I'm supposed to care. The only way they can clean this up is if D Mac is a writer. You know what? The whole thing that messed me up with retribution at the beginning was they were dressed in all black. A la those ninjas, which were a, yeah. a big joke. So I, yeah. I'm looking at them like, are, are these, uh, these ninjas over here tearing up stuff? Because they dressed practically the same. And it looked like they went and got their masks from Target, like for Halloween. Like the little, yeah. oh, hey, you like, don't know who I am. <laughs> yes, we do. We know who you are. Well, we actually really don't because what you're it? not um, CM Punk it? or something like that. What did, what did um, um, MVP call them? Teabag? When I'm Teabag? <laughs> <laughs> there, there are two more things before we wrap up this podcast because it's a short one. It, we're kind of doing this later in the evening. Jason's got to go. D-Max got company. I know we've got uh, training on Dimitri's in. 
So I want to touch on two quick things. Number one, I think we're past this, but let's get let's get rid of the WWE draft. There, as we're doing the show, the draft is going on. Mm. Uh, by the time the show was released, the draft had probably already happened. Guys, I could care less about the WWE draft and who gets changed around because I know at the end of the day, they're just going to move people all around in a couple weeks and fix things that they messed up anyways. Yeah, you're right. The draft sucks. They don't even do it like a normal draft would be, you know, for baseball, hockey, basketball, and football. They should do it kind of like that instead of having a match. And if they win, they get two picks and all this stuff. It's like they're trying to reinvent the wheel, and it sucks. Yeah, but I, I, you know what, though? It, it just – let's see where the storylines go. Because usually when – you know, you, this is a self-made – because if they're building momentum on some of the storylines, this gives them an opportunity that they've seen that's coming to use it, and we'll see what, you, something might develop and something might happen. It just it's to me, it yes, I agree, Dimitri. I, I agree with the process of how they do it, but but it it keeps it a little bit fresh. But like you said, Dennis, they're gonna whichever way it's going to work out, they're going to figure it back out. Just, they just move it over. Like it's the same company. It doesn't matter. It's just for you. So, I mean, it's like, I don't get it. You know what I mean? It's just, it, to me, it just like gets me thinking, okay, Oh, are they going to start, you know, feuding or does, cause you know what? Think about it. And it'll be interesting to see who moves over and who could, you know, who's going to battle the hurt business or maybe Jay, Maybe maybe there's some understanding to more if retribution's still something. Maybe it's somebody. Maybe it's an NXT call up or something. You never know, right? Without a doubt. Mix, mix, uh, mix mass shit, and then you know comes out, and then if they don't, people don't like it, then they just you know move it back again anyway. So it's just a big facade. No, no, I, I agree. Dmac, this is gonna be the last thing I say, guys, because I do have to go. Dimitri, love you. Dennis, love you, brother. Uh, uh, love you. Um, love you too, hey, bro. Mac, October 15th, what do we have? Please, oh, it out God. For because yeah, it's exactly. awesome. So, so proud, uh, to represent the wrestling with sports brotherhood. Uh, I'm gonna try to sneak Dennis in the back door where uh, we don't, <laughs> we don't know how it's gonna work, but uh, Impact Wrestling Zone and Monroe, Michigan Zone, Rhino. Um, the rhino is going to be goring people at the big daddy's boathouse in Monroe, Michigan. Let's see. He, him and, uh, this is the best part. Uh, rhino and, uh, DBA are fighting, uh, DTA's Jack priest and Tommy Vendetta managed by Johnny Bravo. Right. Yeah. Nice. House, right. So I'm the guest timekeeper oh! and I, you know how I hate shenanigans. So fucking I'll be with, like, I like, He's always full of shenanigans. So they got that. They got a thousand dollars. Big uh, Big Daddy Powell's getting in the ring for a battle royal, and it'll be outside uh, limited uh, now, limited guests and stuff. So IWR uh, IWR. Here, here uh, what's that? Here's the thing. Uh, there was only a hundred seats, but I think they opened it up to a a little more limited amount. If you're interested, go to purplepass.com backslash. I W R B A S H. That's I W R B A S H. It's down at Big Daddy's Boatyard, which that's Rhino's Boathouse. So if you were a big Rhino fan from 
ECW, WWE, WWF, and Impact Wrestling. You can go down there, meet them. Masks are required. You check all of our social media for more details. But if you're listening, you have a pin. Uh, 13931 Bridge Drive, Monroe, Michigan, 48164. That's where it's going to be. Great card. October 15th. Make sure you go. We told them that we'd help promote it. Rhino is a friend of the show. Uh, I, Johnny Bravo's a great guy. Met him many times backstage at Impact. Yeah, but he better behave himself, Dennis. That's all I'm saying. Not on my watch. When I'm in charge of the bell, it's going down. I don't like the shenanigans. We'll see. Up to show up. I might have to make a special guest appearance. <laughs> yeah. Hey, oh, hey, tell, hey tell Johnny Bravo I'm coming out the Rosemary. Oh, I will. I'm gonna. Hey, don't you worry. I got somebody for your rosemary. The meat hook. Oh yeah, it's as bad as it sounds, baby. It's as bad as it sounds. And more than anything, and more than anything, Darren McCarty's gonna be there, as we all said. And by the way, he has the time, and you know he's gonna go and whack somebody in the head. That's what he does for a living, or he used to do for a living. If they misbehave, Jay. I'm not, I ain't without a doubt. Just, You're not scared. We know that. No, I'm looking no. for something to go viral, D-Mac. Dimitri I'm looking, Young. I'm looking to put Happy birthday on Dimitri. Sunday. Oh, yeah. Happy Dimitri. Happy birthday. Dimitri. Happy Dimitri on Sunday. Dennis, when is your birthday? Because we know it's coming up. November 12th. November 12th. If we forget to say happy birthday, we're going to say happy birthday now because pretty good chance we'll forget. Well, Dimitri, I'm chasing you. You're 47. I'm 46. I'm coming to get you. I got you, both. I got you. If you catch me, it's about that. Respect respect your elders. Okay, hey, DMAC, how old are you? 48. Respect your elders. (laughs) D's coming to get you. He's coming to get you. Dennis, how old are you? 42. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Once again, Dennis ruins everything. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, we'll, hey, we'll send we'll send Dennis to go get beer and food. Absolutely. Is he old enough? Bring your ID though, Dennis. <laughs> it, Bring your ID. We always hate it when you get sent back and you have to like get your ID and go back again. And, and one more quick promo that we got to do because they're friends of the show. Uh, November thirteenth, which you know, D Mac, you'll be at my place for this. It's Talking Shop of Mania 2. They are coming oh, yeah. back on next week, so we cannot – I can't wait. I've confirmed <laughs> it. Uh, I know that they filmed it this week. I was actually talking to him. He sent me some pictures. I'll forward those pictures to you guys that uh, yeah. that Doc Gallo sent me because hilarious. It's going to be a great pay-per-view. Any place you get pay-per-views, trust me, get it. If you've not seen Talking Shop of Mania 1, we, we – listen – I D Mac, you were sitting right next to me. We there was not a second we did not laugh. It was so funny. It's hot shots, it's naked gun, it's the best. What what was it? The date movie? Yep, it's unbelievable. So, so get it. Talking Shop of Mania 2. They will be on uh next week. I can't wait to have Gallows and Anderson on with D Mac. And I mean, I'm Dimitri. Hopefully, Dimitri. He'll be you know what? At some point, Dimitri's got to be like, when we had the big guests on, got to be like, you know, hey, boys, you ain't going to run your sprints. Screw you. Dude, got, this is where you just have to pull rank and be like, hey, you know what? I got to go talk to Doc Gallows. Take care of it. I got to go do 
I got to go talk well, to people. If we, if we can start listening. later, I'll be fine because it's daylight savings time is about to hit, and it's going to be dark by 5 o'clock pretty soon. Well, you got to go watch Jeopardy, Will of Fortune, old man? No, that's no. We'll be done with practice. Mm-hmm. I mean, like this. Lights. That was that was that was bad question. Bad question because uh, no, that yeah, because, because everybody good. knows it's on at seven o'clock, and that would be four o'clock. <laughs> oh, wow. Like it so, gets I mean, dark. Like, Way well, you stupid. All we right, can't guys. Practice, we're, Dennis. We're in. It gets dark, and you can't hit a baseball in the dark unless there's lines. Well, you can't. Well, because there's lights. You yes, you're right. But, but then, but, it w- but then it wouldn't be dark. It'd be light. Come on. It'd be light. So, Dennis. <laughs> You just ruin everything. We love you. We love everybody. Everybody, see you. I got to go. Later, guys.